What's up, my fellow history nerds? Welcome to this week's episode. As always, this podcast is going to cover a few things you learned in history class, but most of the things you didn't. I'm Christy Ann, and this is Adult History. This evening's episode is inspired by the musical that everyone is talking about right now. Yeah, Hamilton. If you're like me, you can't get enough of it, but also didn't know much about Alexander Hamilton before seeing the show. I had to look him up and learn more about him to fully understand the story. Most of us studied the Founding Fathers in school, but Hamilton wasn't as emphasized as men like George Washington, Benjamin Franklin, or Thomas Jefferson. So let's dive deeper into the man who takes center stage in history as well as in our current times. But before we start, let's get our historical cocktail for the evening drawn up. This drink is aptly called a Founder's Fizz. You will need a cocktail shaker, some ice, one and a half ounces of gin, one and a half ounces of simple syrup, a half ounce of freshly squeezed lime juice, seltzer, and some lime wheels. Shake with ice, pour, and enjoy. Who was Alexander Hamilton? Most of us know this name or know a few things about him regarding U.S. history, but let's learn about his humble beginnings and really dive into his life during the Revolutionary War. Born in either 1755 or 1757 on the Caribbean island of Navis to his unwed mother and father, Hamilton was born into a very uncertain life. His mother was still married to another man, but she had left him because he spent most of her family fortune and had put her in jail for adultery. It's so strange to not know an exact year of birth for someone with it not being that long ago, but the exact year isn't known. His father left him and his mother when he was young, around the age of 11, and tragically, his mother died just two years after that. Hamilton was taken in by a wealthy merchant, but still needed to provide for himself. He was able to secure a job at a trading company before he even became a teenager. However, there was something special about Alexander, and that truly came to light when he wrote a beautiful letter describing a hurricane that had hit the island where he lived. His intelligence could not be overlooked. People took notice, and in 1772, the local population helped raise money to send him to America to study. Hamilton arrived in New York when the colonies were on the verge of fighting for their independence. While studying at King's College, he became enthralled with the colonial cause and turned his attention to writing papers spreading knowledge and support of the Continental Congress. He strongly believed in the cessation of tax coming from England. Picture him, standing in public, giving speeches, encouraging and applauding the Boston Tea Party. Hamilton was what we now call an activist, and he was extremely passionate about it. We'll learn more about his education after this. Now back to the lesson. Now, I assumed he studied writing or something similar in college. 
but when I researched his education, I was surprised to learn that he actually pursued an education in mathematics. It was clear, however, that his true talents lied in his written words. He spent much of his time writing pamphlets that contradicted loyalist propaganda and was well known for his revolutionary support. Hamilton was not able to finish his degree before the school was shut down in 1775 due to English occupation. He would, however, go back and pass the bar exam after the war and be licensed to practice law before the Supreme Court. As soon as the Revolutionary War began in 1775, Hamilton and his fellow King's College students started their own volunteer militia. He would study war tactics and military history on his own, and he led their militia to several important victories, which would later earn him the rank of captain in a New York artillery unit. Hamilton's perseverance and drive was not lost on anyone. He was confident, and some might even say cocky enough to make risky moves in battle that usually awarded them with the victory against the British. A lot of Alexander's drive came from wanting to climb above his upbringing as a poor orphan with not much to his name. He knew that rising in rank in the Continental Army and proving his ability to be a war hero would help him achieve that dream. Hamilton's outspoken passion for the cause and his own opinions and desires often rubbed those around him the wrong way. However, after turning down positions as an aide for many Continental generals because he truly wanted to lead in battle, his reputation for his knowledge and writing caught the attention of none other than George Washington, and it earned him the position of Washington's chief staff aide. Hamilton would ask many times over the course of the war for George Washington to put him as lead on the battlefield. But Washington knew Hamilton's talents were best served drafting his direct orders as well as all of his letters. Alexander would take part in highly important matters including intelligence, diplomacy, and negotiations. In 1780, Hamilton would meet and marry one of the three prominent and well-known Schuyler sisters. Eliza and Alexander would go on to have eight children. And even through its ups and downs, their relationship would remain a large part of his stability. In later years, he would go on to carry out a very controversial affair with a young woman who came to him for help with her abusive husband. The husband would later blackmail Hamilton, threatening to expose his affair with his wife if he didn't pay him a large sum of money. Over the years, the blackmail continued until the husband ended up in legal trouble, and Hamilton refused to help him, so his affair was then exposed to political opponents as well as to Eliza. The scandal would put a strain on their marriage. However, Eliza would remain by her husband's side, and later, her support for him would continue to grow. It seems like from the beginning of time, affairs and scandals have made their place in history. It's time for a quick break. Now back to the lesson. After a misunderstanding and argument with Washington, Alexander would leave service as his chief of aid in 1781 and later write to Washington demanding a command in active duty or who would no longer serve Washington. Washington reluctantly obliged Hamilton's wishes, allowing him the command of three battalions in the Battle of Yorktown. Hamilton's battalions, along with the French, would lead a bayonet nighttime attack on the British, taking their strongholds and thus essentially ending the Revolutionary War. Now this is just a small portion of Alexander Hamilton's life and achievements. He would go on to promote and defend the U.S. Constitution, as well as found the nation's financial system, the Federalist Party, the U.S. Coast Guard, and the New York Post newspaper. 
He continued to shape and change the United States until his untimely death from a gunshot wound during a duel with Aaron Burr, after Burr felt his honor had been called into question by Hamilton in the recent election. There is so much more to Hamilton's life after childhood and the war, and you can read more about him by checking out the links on our Facebook page. From an orphan immigrant to a founding father, Hamilton's victories, knowledge, and actions would and have forever left a mark on this nation. I hope you enjoyed this evening's history lesson, and perhaps you learned something new about the beginning of our nation and the success of an immigrant who helped shape it. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Next week, as we near Thanksgiving, I thought it would be appropriate to talk about the colonization of America and the truth behind the history of our Native populations. Today's lesson was written and edited by Christiane, and all music for this podcast was created by Corey Miller. You can also find today's lesson sources on our Facebook page, at Adult History.